0: sought after for their success, and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, The Mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor.
1: And hello and welcome to The Mentors. This is Rick Brudico, your host for this session of The Mentors. The Mentors is a unique show in the sense that there are a number of us, three that will speak to you on weekly basis. So on any given week, you'll either hear myself, Tom Laurie, or John Phillips. Our basis for The Mentors is that we've all had a long career in business. In fact, I think collectively we're well over a hundred years of business experience. Don't take that wrong. It doesn't mean we did everything right. In fact, we probably did more things wrong. I know speaking for myself, I certainly did. But what is important about The Mentors is that we firmly believe everybody needs a mentor. This show is meant to solve problems and answer questions that you would ask. So I want you to write this down, if you will. Thementorsradio.com. That's the mentorsradio.com. Go to our website. There's a lot of information on we, the mentors. There's also information on our shows. There's information on the guests that we have. And more importantly, I think is there's the ability for you to join the program, which we would really like you do that by simply sending us an email, which is facilitated through the website, or you can also give us a call and the phone number is posted on the website. So, but the mentors is something that we've discussed together, the three of us and our producer. And we've decided that one thing we would like to do in life is help to give back something that we gained through our years of experience. I mean, like I said, we certainly have done a lot of things wrong, but over the years, we've done some things that have worked too. And even the things that are wrong or didn't work out the way we wanted to, uh, they gave us a feeling for what to avoid the next time through. So, That's what The Mentors is about. And let me tell you a little uh, story about how I got involved in The Mentors years ago. Uh, Not this show, The Mentors, but I had started my company. I'm dealing back now at least 30 years. And I was outside the big city, quite a ways outside. In fact, given traffic, it would take me sometimes an hour to get into the city, hour and a half. So I was pretty much isolated out there. Other technology companies, of which mine was, but other technology companies were located more in the big city or in certain areas around the country or in certain areas around our state. And I was kind of isolated. There was an opportunity one time for me to go see a a conference or attend a conference. And there were a number of speakers there that all talked about how you start up your business, how you finance your business, things that you do. One of them at the very end talked about why everybody needed a mentor. So I was very impressed with the man's talk, and after the talk, I walked up, unlike me, in a very brazen fashion, said, I have a question for you, sir, and he said, yes. And I said, would you be my mentor? There was a long pause. I think he found himself trapped, candidly. He had just told everybody to get a mentor, and now here was somebody taking him up on it. And he said, yes, I will. Well, from that, a really strong personal relationship started and as the company grew, he ultimately became one of my board of directors. Here's what I learned from him. Mentors aren't around to give you the right answer. Mentors are really to be used like boards of directors. You ask them questions, you present situations to them. And from their experience, they tell you the kinds of things that worked good for them, the kinds of things that were helpful, the kinds of things that improved your business model. They didn't. They will almost never say, if it's a good mentor, do this, because there's way too many factors, both in business and in life, to understand in a short conversation. But you can get an idea of where to go and how to approach things. So as I said, between myself, John, and Tom, we have well over 100 years of experience in business, and that experience helped us a lot. But we, it doesn't mean we'll always provide the right answer. What we want to do is challenge your thinking. So if we can challenge your thinking about what it is that you're doing, you will come up with the answers as to the way you should proceed. Remember, too, that the business life or your personal life, what I have found anywhere, there are very few 100% right answers. Usually the answers are a combination of things, a combination of facts, and you don't always know what the right answer is. You know, if you look at Google Maps as an example, and you want to go from point A to point B, normally, at least my Google Maps, will show me at least two or three ways to go. One will be the fastest, one will be maybe the prettiest route, one will have tolls on it, and you have to consider all those things and select the route that you want. But if you're focused on the right situation and the right things, then you can be almost certain that any one of those routes is going to get you to where you want to go. So too it is in business and life in my experience. Don't think there's only one right answer because as a matter of fact, it's very hard for you to know if there ever was one right answer. When you have a decision before you and you have two or three choices you can take, how do you know which way to go? And then when you've gone that way, the result either turned out okay, terrible, good, But you'll never know that another result, another action you've taken couldn't have even been better. So keep that in mind. The real thing is to think through the process, understand the problem, and make the right decisions. After all, you're working to live. And that leads me to another point. You know, a lot of people say, and they say it in some sort of, uh, sometimes uh, very proud fashion, why I live to work. Other people will say, you know, I work to live and I have to tell you, if you focus on this in any other way than working to live, I think you're starting to focus on the wrong things. So the kinds of things that we should figure out is how to make your job support you, give you the kind of financial security that you want so that you can best have an opportunity to work to live, to have your free time to do what you want, to educate your kids, to live comfortably. You're not going to be wealthy, but then we'll talk about what wealth is in another segment of this show today. But you see, what we need to talk about is what the common sense, right-thinking, practical, everyday experiences can lead you. And you aren't going to hear any new scientific findings, rather. We aren't going to say we just invented perpetual motion. But what we hope to tell you is and hope to explain to you is these are the kinds of things that can really help you work to live. And that's the kind of approach I think that's best taken. Today, we're going to talk, talk about financial and the financial cornerstone of your life and of your business. So you want to come right back with us after break so that you can hear our introduction of our guest today, Mr. Jim Tekka, who's had 45 years in banking and has a slew of information to give us. And I'm going to try to ask those questions that you would ask. Stay with us now. I come back on after the break.
2: I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. MyPillow is now offering 50% off their 4-pack special, plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-890-6632, 1-800-890-6632, and use promo code MENTORS. That's 50% off, plus free shipping. Don't delay. Order now.
3: In classrooms across America, students are not learning the same history you did. Used in Catholic schools in more than 60 dioceses, these textbooks are highly praised by all, even award-winning secular university professors. Go to catholictextbookproject.com to find out why.
0: And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Well, welcome back. This is Rick Brudico,
1: and you're listening to The Mentors, your host for today's show. As I said in the first segment, we have three mentors, Tom Laurie, John Phillips, and myself. Together, we have over 100 years of business experience, and our objective is to ask our guests questions that we think you would ask if you were talking to them. To that extent, we're very interested in you calling in. You know, when you share a question with us, you don't just help yourself, but you help so many of our listeners who are struggling with the exact same problem. You'll find that there are many people out there that have the situation that are similar, similar to the, your situation. As I explained the, again in the previous segment, I talked about how I got my mentor years ago. You know, I went to a conference, and when I went to that conference, there had to be four or 500 people there and all of them had similar kinds of problems that I had. We were all kind of in the technology industry, we all had similar kind of problems, similar kinds of questions. Because for most of us, it was our first time. So if you're struggling to get customers to your door or trying to decide if you're ready to launch your own business, or maybe you have questions on how to expand a business or manage a merger or acquisition, or maybe you just have a simple question in your career, you're in a big company and you wanna know what are you doing to help yourself move up or how can you perform better for the company? Or how can you let them know that what you're doing is what you need, to, should be doing? Any of those things are questions that I assure you affect all of the population out there that's listening to us. So give us a call, or the easiest way is go to thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com. There you can see a little bit about the, the your hosts. You can also see a little bit about our shows, all the podcasts are there. Of course, there's no cost to listen to any of the podcasts, And you can also see some of the resources that we provide from time to time, such as books that some of our guests have written. Once again, thementorsradio.com, and we really would like your participation. So remember, the mentors are not around to answer a specific yes or no question. As I've alluded to before, that whenever you're in the situation where uh, you're asking some sort of question or direction, really treat your mentors more like a board of directors. You want them to be able to listen to what you say and kind of be a sounding board and give back information that will help you make the right decision. In the final analysis, whether it's the decision about life or a decision about your business, really only you can make it because only you know all of the facts. And I think many of us many times think we don't know all the facts, but you know more of the facts than anyone else can. What we can share with you is what we've done in similar circumstances and similar experiences. So, And remember, business is all about what? Managing risk. I would say it's the same thing in life too, right? You're managing risk. So if you can help yourself to change the risk quotient just a bit, if you can go from flipping a coin and being 50-50, if you can go to 60-40 or 75-25, you've come a long way towards making the right decision. If you've done something once or twice, you know the second, third, fourth time is usually a little easier to go through it. So as your mentors, we've done a lot of things. A lot of them have been wrong. But we've had a few right ones too that were really spot on. I will tell you, speaking for myself personally, I remember and learned more from the mistakes than I learned from all of the things that I think went right. And sometimes I still wonder if... The things I did were right and were the best best path for me to take. Our guests hopefully will be able to give you at least some feeling for what it's like in their particular industry. And that feeling hopefully will give you a better idea how to make judgments with your, where, you go, where you're going. So today our subject is financial cornerstone. And we will bleed this into financial cornerstone of business but I wanna start in a more basic spot than that. I wanna start on financial cornerstone of life because I'm a believer that if your personal financial cornerstone isn't solid or at least structured in a way that it can become solid as you grow, it's very, very difficult for you to do something more solid, more specific, more creative for your business. It starts with you feeling comfortable personally, comfortable about your family, and comfortable about the way you're growing things. Your personal financial situation should follow a very similar plan as you follow for a business. First of all, you need a plan. It's just that simple. You need a plan, you need a roadmap, you need a way to get there. We talked before about Google Maps and what direction to go. But you know, this is kind of like your Google Google Maps. It's kind of like that thing that shows you the direction where you want to go to It's kind of like on your car, the speedometer. It shows you the velocity of acceleration or deceleration. And you'll see that same factor is pertinent in business as well. But in your life, start off with a plan. I don't know how many people I talk to all the time that tell me they have no specific plan. They have no budget. If you have no budget, you have no plan. You know, a famous person told me one time that if if you ask me who wants to go to Europe, and everybody raises their hand. Then I say, who's going to Europe and has tickets right now? And I have one person that raises their hand as an example. The difference is one, the first one is a wish. The second one is is an objective. So you need an objective, where you're going, when it's gonna happen is really critical to every objective. And so how you're going to save your money and make sure that your money's there, not only for today, not only to pay the current bills, but for those things that are in the future. And those things that are in the future are like the most important thing you can think about because it takes a while to grow anything. But here's the good news. With good financial planning, your goals will grow, your uh, uh, goals and objectives will improve rather, and your financial situ- situation will also grow. We'll talk about that with our guest, Mr. Jim Tekka, who I'll be bringing up just in a second. Uh, and Jim's got a, a vast background in, in uh, banking He's able to give you his opinions of what he's seen over 45 years in the industry. And if you think about the kinds of things that he's going to talk about, think about how you can apply it first to your personal life. And in the subsequent segments, we'll ask Jim some of the tougher questions too, is how do I get a loan for my business and how do I go forward? So you want to stick with us for that. In the meantime, don't forget, Go to TheMentorsRadio.com and leave us your question. With that, I want to introduce Mr. Jim Tekka. Hello, Jim.
4: Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm wonderful today, and how are you? I'm, I'm wonderful also.
1: Well, you're always wonderful. Uh, Jim, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into banking and uh, where, where you came from. I, I, I think I said it correctly, you're over 45 years in the banking industry.
4: Yeah, that's correct. Um, you, you know, uh, when I came into the industry, it, uh, we were fortunate enough that you had a pretty much a career oftentimes laid out for you because uh, the industry was needing, it was expanding rapidly, and they needed uh, uh, people very badly. So they had training programs set out for you. So as a result, uh, people that came into the industry, uh, essentially their career you you knew banking from the point of taking in deposits all through to lending money and then eventually how to run uh, run a bank if you so chose and that's what I did my career is one of of some 40 plus years of of doing everything that a bank does uh, including taking deposits and lending them out at a spread uh, from the cost of funds in which you get your money back over a period of time and lending uh, to people that do that. So it's a very interesting career.
1: Well, Jim, I appreciate that. And I think you were 20 years with the
4: Big Mama Bank of America, right? I was. I was 20 years with Bank of America.
1: <laughs> and that's that's kind of got to be great training one way or another. So we're uh, we're kind of winding up on the close of this segment. Um, we're going to get back with Jim Tecker right after the segment. We're going to ask him some more questions about his career, and we're going to ask him how we get funding for our business and how we borrow money for homes or for other things that we may be interested in. He can get, lead us into the approach of how to do those things. So I hope you all stick with us. And remember to go to our website, thementorsradio.com, that is TheMentorsRadio.com There you can leave us questions You can learn about We The Mentors You can read about our guests And I think you'll find The information there Very helpful to you We'll be coming back In just a few minutes With Jim Tecca Stick with us
5: Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Join the hundreds of thousands of Samaritan Ministries members who are faithfully sharing millions of dollars in medical needs each month. For more information, visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org.
3: Are you struggling with how to practice your faith at work? Get answers to your questions and much more on the Catholic Business Journal focusing on careers and business with a Catholic perspective. That's CatholicBusinessJournal.biz. The Catholic Business Journal, generating a return on principle. CatholicBusinessJournal.biz. CatholicBusinessJournal.biz.
6: Do you wanna make a living and live a meaningful life? Is it possible to be financially successful while making a positive difference in the world? Chris Lowney, author of the best-selling business classic, Heroic Leadership, and popular speaker on topics of leadership, corporate ethics, and decision-making, shares with you his 10 simple daily habits to building a better life and world, and how to implement them in his new book, Make Today Matter. Some of these habits include don't win the race, give away your sneakers, be more grateful, and control the controllables. Make Today Matter is a 2018 Distinguished Favorite Book in the Independent Press Awards and makes the perfect gift for anyone in a time of transition, graduating high school or college, beginning a new job or entering retirement. No matter where you are in life, it is never too late to Make Today Matter. Available everywhere books are sold.
2: When a prospect like Sarah visits your website, will she engage with your content? Will your message be friendly? Will it be informative? Most important, will it build trust, like one friend to another? If not, go to BetterWebsales.com and contact Catherine Andes. Catherine can freshen your website, plus drive more traffic with SEO, helping you turn visitors into customers. Start today. Go now to BetterWebsales.com. That's
0: BetterWebsales.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: And welcome back. This is Rick Brutico, one of The Mentors. The Mentors is a program that is interesting in the fact that each week we have a different host. Myself, Tom Laurie, or John Phillips. And we're here to hopefully have guests answers to questions as though you were sitting here asking them yourself. With to that in mind, I encourage you to go to our website, thementorsradio.com. That is thementorsradio.com. You, you'll see there that it'll be very easy for you to leave us an email, leave us a question, and leave us some sort of information that we can respond to on the air. It will help both you and others others of our listeners. So please take it up, take us up on that and get involved. I'm, my guest today is Jim Tekka. Jim is a uh, longtime uh, professional in the banking industry. In fact, uh, Jim, I think your whole career was in the banking industry. Isn't that
4: true? It was, Rick. Yes.
1: I think, didn't you, uh, when you retired a few years ago, you were the uh, vice chairman and COO of Western Financial Bank, if I recall correctly.
4: That's correct.
1: Well, that's a pretty impressive position. So you worked your way up in the bank, and I think if I recall correctly – that uh, bank was ultimately sold to Wachovia. Is that right?
4: Yes, we sold the company uh, to Wachovia, and after that, I ran uh, the real estate industries for Wachovia Bank in Southern California uh, for a year, and then retired. Rick,
1: it had to be fascinating to be involved in that merger, as I'm sure you were.
4: Uh, th- those are interesting things where you're you're uh, trying to de- uh, combine cultures of two different organizations, Uh, but it worked out well.
1: Yeah, well, I I, I say that because I know so many of the people listening to us who are, are aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, their goal is to one day exit by having some large company buy them. I know in your case, it was slightly different. The banking industry was going through a lot of mergers and acquisitions. But uh, I imagine the uh, valuing that asset and getting a, a a transaction done was not the easiest thing in the world.
4: No, uh, they aren't, uh, and it uh, oftentimes it's it's just fitting uh, companies together that together complement each other, and that's that was the case uh, of the Wakovia and and uh, really uh, Western Financial Bank uh, or West Corps, um uh, combined interest to do that.
1: I guess then shortly after that, didn't Wells Fargo uh, buy Wachovia or take it over somehow?
4: Well, that's it. in 2008. We all remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the industry really went through some uh, uh, huge uh, issues, and Wachovia uh, was taken over uh, by uh, Wells Fargo Bank. That's correct. Yeah. Fortunately, I yeah, had th- retired by then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go through the misery function, <laughs> huh, Jim? Uh, so, yes. So, Jim, you know, you, I, uh, and from my listener's point of view, they, uh, you know, Jim was uh, uh, born in Montana and had a BS from the University of Montana. He did some advanced studies at no less harvard usc and stanford and all of those things are really interesting to me but jim i'm wondering if you could kind of delve into a little bit of maybe your earlier days when you were on the banking side and and uh, maybe the community banking side and and what do you think about savings and why that's necessary if you think it's necessary and what's appropriate for people to do today in that regard
4: well, I I think we all grew up. Our our family, my family, uh, grew up with uh, uh, people saying, uh, no matter uh, how much you save, save a dollar off of every paycheck. And people don't realize uh, what what that can uh, accomplish. Uh, uh, our family uh, forgot about. I think I told you a story once. Our our family forgot about some money that we had in a, in a mutual fund and come. To uh, and it was less, well, less than a thousand dollars, and we forgot about it, and we got notice at, uh, about it thirty years later, and it w- ended up being uh, almost five thousand dollars. So it's a good example of of something that uh, compound interest and earnings over a period of time what it'll do. So if you start out a life of of out of every paycheck, you save a dollar or ten dollars or fifty dollars. We all look back and we say, after 30 years, oh my gosh, how much, uh, how much uh, that really uh, became. You know, with compound interest, it is really something that you can't un- underestimate.
1: Yeah, I know that. Um, And uh, for the listener's point of view, I want to add a little story here too. And this is when I ran a company one time and I was uh, trying to put in a 401k in the days. In fact, I did put in a 401k in the days that not a lot of people knew about them. And it's just a great tax advantage way to save. Uh, But what, what happened is I found out that most of the managers and a few of the other employees were in it. But the preponderance of our then 150 employees were not. So I called a meeting and had a big room full of people there, and I was explaining the way a 401k works. And a lady was standing in the back. I, you know, I, she uh, she probably cringe if she hears me say this, but she, I thought she was a ditzy blonde. She wasn't a ditzy blonde, as it turned out. She was just being very, very interested in what I what was being said. And as I was explaining the need to put some money in your paycheck every month and why it's better to put $10 in in the first month than, than put $100 in in the 10th month, all of a sudden she yelled out at the top of her lungs, I get it. If I have $10 in by time I get to the 10th uh, month, I will have over $100 in my account because of the compounded interest. And, and that's that's the thing that most people don't get, why it's important to save from the beginning, even when in low interest times. Wouldn't you agree, Jim?
4: For sure, and you know those kinds of practices follow on uh, to the your family, your offspring, and also if you become a business owner, those kinds of practices uh follow on in your business uh, uh, what you think of how to manage your business. so it all is hooked together
1: yeah i I think that's so true and and uh, we, we we kind of struggle today because you know what we, what you and I used to call passbook accounts. Uh, I don't even know are they in existence anymore. And if they are, what do they pay?
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. They're very, very small now uh, because interest rates are at the lowest levels from the early 50s. So, you know, the, uh, the amount of, of money that you make by keeping uh, money in, in savings uh, is, is really relatively low. And you, we, were, we we're always. Seen articles about that in the paper, and that's the reason why a lot of people have put money in the stock market uh, because of the uh, exceedingly low rates that they can get on their normal savings.
1: But don't you think, uh, Jim, that uh, where there's still a need for that rainy day fund, even if it garners no interest? I mean, after all, your transmission's liable to drop. Or, you know, worse yet, you may lose your job and you need some real cash that you can have, get your hands on quickly. By that, I mean liquid cash as opposed to stocks that you may have to sell in a down market.
4: For sure. People say, uh, or I say, that anybody, a wage earner, should have, a rainy day fund uh, for, uh, for something that would happen to, uh, to your job, I think that it's proper to have at least six months or one year savings that is uh, that, or one year salary, excuse me, uh, that you have in an account that is is risk free, in, in other words, not in the stock market, and uh, that should be your rainy day fund that you would use in in case there was something that happened to your your job and that should be the first thing that you do
1: okay jim thank you we're up against a break i hope you'll hold over after the break and jim's going to talk to us about getting financing for your company or business
7: Do you have a message for our listeners? Imagine right now, instead of hearing these words, you could be hearing your message on the Mentors Radio Show. We offer a multimedia package and special benefits available only for our radio partners. We love to customize a package that best suits your needs and goals. See for yourself. Give us a call at 844-610-8255. That's 844-610-TALK. 844-610-8255. Or drop us a note at thementorsradio.com to learn more.
5: Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Join the hundreds of thousands of Samaritan Ministries members who are faithfully sharing millions of dollars in medical needs each month. For more information, visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org.
7: Do you have a message for our listeners? Imagine right now, instead of hearing these words, you could be hearing your message on the Mentors Radio Show. We offer a multimedia package and special benefits available only for our radio partners. We love to customize a package that best suits your needs and goals. See for yourself. Give us a call at 844-610-8255. That's 844-610-TALK. 844-610-8255. Or drop us a note at thementorsradio.com to learn more.
0: And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back to The Mentors. This is Rick Brutico, your host for this show. If you've been listening to the show for any time, you know that we have three mentors that rotate on a weekly basis to answer your questions. Myself, Tom Laurie, and John Phillips. Together, we have over 100 years of business experience, and we hope that we can bring guests on and raise issues that will be helpful to you in your business. As to our guests, we're going to try to ask those questions that you would ask if you were sitting in the studio. What would be really helpful, we'd like you to join in. If you would go to TheMentorsRadio.com, that's TheMentorsRadio.com, you'll see there a place where you can see some of our guests, who they are, some of the works that they've done. You will also can read about the mentors. But most importantly, there's a little section where you can essentially send us an email and email your question. We'd very much like to get that so that your question p- can be asked on your behalf, but also for all those others who are listening but don't ask a question. Today, my guest is Jim Tekka. Jim has spent his career in the banking industry. He's worked at huge institutions, small and big banks as well. And before the break, we were talking to Jim about the reason to have money saved personally as the cornerstone of your financial plan. And I want Jim to pick up on that and segue from that to my question of this hour, and the one that I know a lot of the of the people listening in are, are thinking about is they either start their career or in early years of their own business. And that is, how does a person today get money from the bank? What is it that they need? So... Jim, can you kind of pick it up and take it from there?
4: Well, thank you, Rick. First, if you're starting a new business and you haven't rent, run the business uh, for uh, uh, any length of time, the the capital that you're going to get to do that needs to be from family, friends, or people uh, that are that invest in new ideas. The uh, banks will will sell them if if at any time. Uh, be, be able to uh, lend money for a new business unless you have, for some reason, accumulated uh, 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 capital-accumulated uh, assets in which uh, they can uh, uh, take a lien on the assets. So, so you have to establish yourself and your business for at least a couple years and show earnings for that period of time before banks are are going to uh, uh, grant you credit, however, another uh, today with with families and both, uh, if you, if their families are both working, uh, it's it's possible that with un, uh, with one person's income, you could have a step, uh, uh, credit that is established that you can get credit based on that that person's income and therefore take that money and put it into a business a startup business so there are ways to do it but for the first few years depending on the amount of money that you need it it is not it is is relatively uh, difficult in the banking industry to to uh, to obtain a loan the other way you could you can do that the 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 government the SBA, Small Business Administration, does have money available for people that are establishing businesses that they have experience, The people do, that run the business, that have, ex- have shown experience and shown the ability to run a business, to uh, obtain capital that is guaranteed by the uh, the SBA. And the bank, based on that, would uh, entertain a loan for a business. But you still have to have a record uh, uh, of of accomplishing uh, the the business that you're uh, you're thinking of of uh, applying for a loan or starting up.
1: So, so, Jim, I'm, I'm assuming that it's not like that Jimmy Stewart mute movie where the uh, bank lent money to everybody in town and all you had to do is walk in and say hello, whatever his name was, and, and you got a loan. It, it isn't that way
4: anymore. I'm it, taking it does from you. That not your... happen anymore, Rick.
1: <laughs> and and I, I guess also, so maybe for our listeners, um you used a couple of terms that uh, they may or may not be familiar with um but you said specifically that they had to have some uh asset i think is what you said so by that what do you mean uh, well
3: are going to bring
4: a pound of gold or what it, it, no 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 well that wouldn't hurt maybe but uh, <laughs> but uh, the, there it's possible that because of uh, families uh, uh you have assets that was given to you as a result of families you have Let's say stocks, or you have a house, or something like that, that uh, that that could be collateral for a loan, but you still have to, even though the uh, the collateral, let's say that there's no question about the worth of the collateral, you still have to show the bank the ability to pay that loan. So there, there, uh, at least a bank seldom will lend just on the collateral value. But they want to make sure that you can pay the interest in principal in order to carry, uh, pay that loan back. There are other sources of, uh, that will lend you that money, non-banks usually, or family, or friends, or people that are in the business of taking collateral, looking at the collateral value, and then lending you the new money based on that collateral without full regard of your ability possibly to pay it back. But that's the interest rate on that kind of money is more expensive than traditional bank expense, uh, uh, bank bank credit, bank loans.
1: Well, I think I think the point you're making here for, uh, for the listeners and actually for me, too. I mean, you know, we all think that we walk in to get a loan and we assume that, you know, we're going to pay you back. However, the reality of the situation is that uh, while we may have the best of intentions, the world doesn't go that way. And if I'm opening, opening, uh, in my case, Rick's coffee house, uh, you don't want to be running a coffee house in a year or two, so you're looking for some other way to assure that the cash flow is there to service that debt, right?
4: That That's correct. The, 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 the thing that, that the banker wants to avoid is having to, uh, a goal against the assets of anyone uh, in in order to repay the loan. What they're trying to do is make sure that the 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 individual and and the business have the ability to pay the loan back without without significantly having to li- liquidate the collateral, which is a bank can do it just to, to make sure that the loan is repaid. But it's not the preferential way to do it.
1: Well, and of course, I guess we all often don't think about it, but the, to get a loan, the bank has to put up capital, and there's a cost of that capital. And you're in business to make a profit, you, when you were in business, just like the entrepreneur that's running his coffee house is. But there's got to be a way for uh, you to be pretty sure that we can service that loan, which, of course, becomes of an ex- expense. And I assume that we should have had that in our financial plan that we delivered to you. For sure. Well, well, Jim, we're coming up to the end of, uh, of this other segment. I hope you can stay over for another couple of minutes. Is that all right?
4: That would be fine, Rick. Thank you.
1: Okay. Thank you, Jim. And uh, I want to tell you all that you're listening to The Mentors Radio. My guest today is Jim Tekka, and I'm going to ask him after the break, but what do I do when the bank doesn't loan me any money? You're listening to The Mentors, coming right back.
2: Hey, there's something new for you at the mentorsradio.com website, a new special offers page. There you'll find unique offers available only to our listeners, you. For example, have you ever wondered if a career coach could help you get to the next level? Find out. For a limited time, a superb career coach is offering you a free session. The offers change all the time, so bookmark thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com, thementorsradio.com.
8: There's a new book out that will open your eyes in ways you never expected. It's called Bully of Asia by Stephen W. Mosher, a critically acclaimed author and internationally recognized authority on China. In Bully of Asia, you'll find insightful and timely commentary on the economic and geopolitical rise of the People's Republic of China. You'll learn what China's aspirations for resurgence and hegemony mean for America and the free world. Bully of Asia is a must-read for anyone concerned about China's growing power and influence, and the threat of an increasingly aggressive and militaristic China poses to Western democratic values. To get your copy of Bully of Asia, go to bullyofasia.com. That's bullyofasia.com. Find out why China's dream is the new threat to world order. bullyofasia.com.
2: When a prospect like Sarah visits your website, will she engage with your content? Will your message be friendly? Will it be informative? Most important, will it build trust, like one friend to another? If not, go to BetterWebsales.com and contact Catherine Andes. Catherine can freshen your website, plus drive more traffic with SEO, helping you turn visitors into customers. Start today. Go now to BetterWebsales.com. That's BetterWebsales.com.
6: Do you want to make a living and live a meaningful life? Is it possible to be financially successful while making a positive difference in the world? Chris Lowney, author of the best selling business classic, Heroic Leadership, and popular speaker on topics of leadership, corporate ethics, and decision making, shares with you his 10 simple daily habits to building a better life and world and how to implement them in his new book, Make Today Matter. Some of these habits include don't win the race, give away your sneakers, be more grateful, and control the controllables. Make Today Matter is a 2018 Distinguished Favorite Book in the Independent Press Awards and makes the perfect gift for anyone in a time of transition, graduating high school or college, beginning a new job, or entering retirement. No matter where you are in life, it is never too late to make today matter. Available everywhere books are sold. And now, back to
0: The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to The Mentors, and I'm Rick Brutico, your mentor for this week's show. My special guest is Jim Tekka. Jim has been in the banking industry for over... Forty years, and he's seen banking from all sides. In the last segment, he was telling us a bit about how difficult it was to get a loan. And uh, I, over the segment, Jim, um, over this break rather, we've had a caller call in, and I think what he wa- the question he wants to ask is similar or in the vein of what you were talking about. So, unless you have an objection, I think we'll have that caller come in now.
4: I look forward to it, Rick.
1: So, hello, Max.
9: Yes, hello.
1: Hi, Max. You're with Rick Brutico and Jim Tecca, and I hear you have a question for either me or Mr. Tecca or maybe both of us.
9: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, I'm a new listener to the program, uh, and I've enjoyed it very much so far, and uh, it was fortuitous when I was listening, and I heard Jim discussing the last segment, kind of directly spoke to an issue I've been having, and I thought, what the heck, I'll give him a call. So just as a way of a little bit of a background, I've been in real estate for about 10 years or so and i currently work for a development and management company in real estate uh but aside from that i run a family partnership that does small project uh, real estate investment and so where we find ourselves out right now is probably just beyond that phase that jim was just discussing where we've been at this for a while uh and we're looking to get financing for additional projects we're probably invested in about six projects right now and uh We've attempted to go to the bank to say, here's our portfolio, here's our track record. Uh, we'd like to get funding to increase our portfolio, acquire new property. And we're still kind of in that same boat that you were discussing, where they're not really willing to go out and lend us money. And if they are, it's at a high rate. And the uh, the that, uh, principle of debt, debt-to-equity ratio for our investments is still pretty high. So is there anything, any way we can phrase this or pitch it to the bank that – Get us, help us get over that initial initial hurdle, so we can finally get past this point and really start doing some additional investing here.
1: Well, thank you, Max. Uh, that's a great question, um, and I can tell you from my perspective, I hear that all the time. And we're talking to the guy that can tell us what to do. So, Mr. Tekka, what do you say to this uh, to Max about this thing?
4: Well, when you look at uh, projects like this or businesses like this, there's there's two ways to to look at it, and that is the collateral that is available so that what you do is you file uh, uh, liens against the collateral, which uh, in real estate can be costly because uh, uh, banks, when you especially if they're commercial properties, I don't know if they are in this case or not, uh, but if they're, they're commercial properties, uh, the amount of due diligence that you need to do, uh, and that's because of both there, there's two reasons it's it's just the proper thing you do as a banker and the second thing there's some regulatory issues when you take collateral such as that that you need dude to, uh, to uh, satisfy so so there's both a practical reason and there's regulatory reason so so you look at the stream of earnings as a result of that collateral and so you, you will decide whether in both the the borrower and the lender will decide whether they they can um, go ahead attach that collateral whether that's the kind of the economical thing to do and therefore provide additional money to go out and get a, 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 a acquire another property.
1: Max, I hope that helps you because we're coming up to a break again. But I want to thank Jim for this answer. I think the key thing, though, that I'd like to know, Jim, should he keep trying? Should he keep banging his head against the wall, or should he go somewhere else altogether?
4: Well, there's, uh, there's, there's money available, uh, but the, 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 the banking industry is, is, what one bank, I mean, it's, it's not impossible that a, another bank uh, will, will make that loan. I, I would certainly try other banks. But if you get two no's, it it means that it doesn't fit into the industry, and you're going to have to acquire that money some other way.
1: Okay, thank you, Jim, and thank you, uh, caller. I appreciate you calling in with your questions. It's right on point. And uh, thanks, Jim, for visiting with us today. Uh, We're wrapping up now. This is The Mentor's Radio. That's The Mentor's Radio. You can go to thementorsradio.com, get more information on the site, and uh, and you can get more information about us. So we hope you will do that. We thank you for listening. Next week, John Phillips will be your host. John has a surprise guest for us. He's not even telling me. But knowing John, as I do, it's going to be a fascinating show with a lot of great data in it. So please join us again next week at The Mentor's Radio. Same
0: place, same channel.